0: Showing our podcast and one more, you don't hesitate to check out Almost Everything Podcasts, hosted by Tim and Lewis, who are, interestingly enough, both from Australia. You can expect to hear the perspectives on pop culture and their humorous genuine dilemmas, or debates getting into irrational eggs. X. You can check, check them out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, po- Podbean, or YouTube.
1: Thank you. Um, hello, and welcome back to the Podcast, as well as being just voice. your host, Joseph. Adriana.
2: Blue here. Chrissy. And Audrey Dutton.
1: Today we are joined by Audrey Dutton. Please introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Audrey Dutton with the Eat Me, Drink Me podcast. And I'm from Nebraska.
1: (laughs) I don't know what to say. That's
3: perfect. you completely good.
1: good. Um, So, welcome, and we do have some questions for you. Um, right. So, I'll start off first. So, In the time that you were an atheist, um, formerly, what are some major reasons that made you reject the belief in God?
2: Um, Well, I I grew up hearing, like my mom and her friends talking about supernatural experiences around the campfire while they would drink and everything, and so I always wanted to have my own experiences, but I just never did anything. I tried, nothing ever worked, and just a lot of things would just went downhill in my life i grew up in a household where there was drug addiction alcohol addiction sex addiction um, a lot of abuse and stuff and i just kind of after not having my own supernatural experiences i just kind of concluded like god can't be real because there's so many horrible things that happen in the world and i haven't experienced anything supernatural so i just kind of gave up
1: right um so my next question is with those, with that reason, what convinced you otherwise that he was real?
2: Well, <laughs> it's a pretty long story, but I um, I had married my best friend, and we both were in the army, and he accidentally killed himself, and I was 19 at the time, and he was 21, and so we'd only been married for a few weeks, and when this happened, I just fell apart, and. Thankfully, the military honorably discharged me. Um, But then that led me down this downward spiral of like doing any drug I could get my hand on and getting drunk anytime that I could, just trying to numb the pain. And a few times I even went to um, try to find like witches and psychics to try and connect to him in the spirit realm. And none of that worked, didn't have any experiences. Um, And after a month of that, my grandpa invited me to go with him to the mountains to just get away. And so when I went up there, for some reason, I had packed a Bible that a friend had given me in high school. Well, not really her, but her parents. And when I was in the mountains there, I just would randomly open it here and there. And the things that I would read, it was like exactly what I was going through. And it just was packed full of so much wisdom and like answers to how I was feeling. And then I also saw how jesus wasn't the religious person that i always thought he was that he actually was killed by the religious people and i think that kind of lowered a wall in my heart because the next day i got some really bad news and it broke me even more to the point where i just wanted to die and i just started screaming at the sky i was sitting outside looking up at the stars and i just started screaming and cussing god out and just yelling like you can't be real i hate you f you like there's no way God could be real because of this and that and I think maybe I was saying this because I had a lot of friends that were Christian in my life and they would always say things like you know trust in God's purpose or blah blah blah
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and so I just found myself in that situation and in the middle of me cussing him out I just heard this internal yet almost audible voice say if I'm not real then why do you curse me? And in that moment, it was just like this light bulb went off that was like, oh, my gosh, like, I have believed in you. I just didn't want to have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I blamed him for everything. Um, but also those words, those few words that I heard were met with so much more revelation Just than just me realizing God was real. It was met with this revelation that he never desired for any of those horrible things to happen to me and that he actually had been there for me in so many other instances and it was like my life flashed before my eyes and he just showed me where he actually had been in my life and that it was just hard for me to see it because i had all these walls built up so that was um 14 years ago and that's that's a short version
1: <laughs> wow that's yeah. definitely that's a tough one
3: <laughs>
1: yeah um, for, for my first my third question um a little confusing I'll, I'll kind of explain more in depth but does turn to faith in Christ mean you no longer use your mind or think rationally and so what I mean by that is people with different religions different beliefs believe some people only have faith for certain advantages or they use it for irrational means to justify things etc
2: yeah they do for sure um and I it's confusing to a lot of people when they hear me say this but I tell them I'm not religious and that I actually believe that it's biblical that Jesus came to destroy religion um, but that's way outside of a lot of people's boxes because all we've seen mostly of Christianity is a religious hatred, you know, or, you know, them using religion out of hatred, I mean, and trying to force it on people and judging people and all of that stuff. So, uh, when I was an atheist, I also was like very anti Christian. Like I hated Christianity. I thought that Christians were very weak. Uh, weak-minded. So I definitely understand that question. Um, And no, I think that, you know, God has given us brains uh, because we're co-creators. We're meant to be co-creators. And so it's a really beautiful thing. Um, But however, like the Christianity that I know, which I believe is biblical, is that it's a mystical union. So we also get to tap into the union with the divine and we gain like divine wisdom on things. That it goes beyond our own understanding, if that makes sense. I kinda,
3: I do understand what you mean because yeah. I always tell people, like, because it's a thing where Christianity is like, it's a relationship with God. It's not how I explain like a, a religion, it's mm-hmm. different. But yeah.
2: Yeah. And and even then, there's a lot of people that say that in the church, um, like in the mainstream Christian church, but they still walk under a lot of fear of doing the wrong thing. Or a fear of going to hell, or you know, just a lot of fear of disappointing God or um, doing the wrong thing in their church, and that's just also not a part of what it's meant to be either.
1: Right. Okay.
3: Um.
4: I believe Blue has some questions for you as well. Okay. Great. Um. What was your perception of Christianity prior to becoming a Christian?
2: Yeah, I um, I thought. Like most of the Christians that I knew, they were very hypocritical and very judgmental, very rude, very prideful. And I did not want to be anything like that. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. There were um, my friend's parents that I met when I was a junior in high school. And, or no, uh, or yeah, a junior. And they were the first people that I can say that really showed me the love of Jesus and they showed me a difference that there are actual there are people that actually do have a relationship with God and then there are people that just say that they do and that was the first time that I actually realized that was how they lived their life and how they treated me because I was gothic and I was into a lot of really dark stuff and when they first met me they did not want their daughter to hang out with me but God told them to let her be my friend and I'm so thankful that they did because, yeah, they were the first people to really show me the love of Jesus. And then there was one girl that I went to school with. We never really became friends, but she always stuck up for me. And I knew that she was a Christian and she liked to sit next to me. She didn't think that I was going to bite her head off or anything. (laughs) But um, other than that, I just thought most of them were very weak minded that they needed to believe in jesus or god to like help them get through their pathetic lives is what i would tell people um very harsh and (laughs) yeah
4: okay well you kind of answered my next question too with all that as well which was uh were there any individual christians who actions and and or words influenced you to become who you are today and if so Like, how did they convince you to follow Christianity?
2: Yeah, well, I would say nobody convinced me. Um, It was the encounter I had in the mountains where God basically showed me that he was Jesus and that Jesus isn't who I thought he was. And so then that just took me on this beautiful journey of finding out who he really was and not who I had thought that he was and not who other people have portrayed him to be. And so, and it's been 14 years of me experiencing... Miracles, answers to prayer, like supernatural life, um, just things that constantly are have been confirming that. And it's a relationship. It's not a it's not something I just put my hope in and my faith in that. I believe one day I will know God face to face and I'll go to heaven when I die. That's not even where my mind is in any of it. It's like a day to day. It is a relationship. I. I I am led by the Spirit. I see confirmation of the Spirit in my life. Um, I have just so many things um, happen. (laughs) And and even the Christians that I met back then, you know, they showed me the love of Jesus and that they had a peace in their life that the other Christians in my family and that I knew didn't have. But I still had never met anyone that walked in the supernatural. So like, like I said earlier, I grew up hearing about the supernatural. Like my mom, she saw angels, she's seen ghosts and spirits, and she's had poltergeist experiences and all those types of things. And um, I never saw any of that, but I always wanted it, right? So when I came to know Jesus, all of those things just started happening. Like I prayed for a friend who had scoliosis and she got totally healed. And not just of the scoliosis, but the scoliosis caused her to be infertile and she would have miscarriages. And so she got healed of that. And it was literally just through me praying through knowing that it's in the name of jesus and that he's the one doing it through me mm-hmm. and just stuff like that you know just confirmations that this isn't like a religion that i'm choosing to follow but that he's just been the answer to my heart's desire
3: that's like that's a really good way to put it oh, i, I <laughs> <laughs> That's um
4: all.
2: um
0: i i had a couple of questions um so how has your perception of Christian's change now that you are one.
2: <laughs> well, it hasn't changed too much. <laughs> um, you know, I I've even considered in the past like not considering myself a Christian, but I just can't go there. It's like, you know, I follow Jesus, I love Jesus, and I and Christian means little Christ. So technically, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you believe the Holy Spirit is in you and you're experiencing that, then that's what you are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the beauty of it at the same time because Our relationship with God, it's not meant to be a religion. It's meant to be a family. And in a family, you have drama, right? You have people that you don't necessarily like, and they do things that you wish they didn't do. But you stick with them through thick and thin. You don't disassociate with them, right? And um, so it's kind of the same way with the church and with modern-day Christianity. Um, However, like there's a huge awakening happening in the church. There's a lot more Christians that are desiring more than just saying they believe in jesus and they know they'll go to heaven when they die they're realizing that they're meant to be walking in the supernatural and that they're meant to be experiencing heaven on earth um, and that it's not all about just where we go when we die and yeah. so i see a lot of that changing too and then people that have been in it for the religion are like falling away and realizing that they've never actually even believed in jesus they just said they were a christian because they were raised in a supposedly christian home
0: okay. I understood that last one.
2: Oh yeah. Being
0: raised in the Christian home and not as in for myself, I was raised in a Christian home and I came out atheist, like not believing and especially because um like I have people around me that'll have like spiritual like um paranormal events happening to them and I'm the same as you, I wanted to experience it and like I've never experienced it. It never happens to me. Mm. That's I've so had, crazy that
3: you guys want to experience it. I, I've, had I've had never wanted members. to experience it. I've had <laughs>
0: like people pass away and I'm like, please come and tell me like you're okay. I want to know that you're safe in the afterlife and they will go and see anybody else but not me. Hmm. Nothing happens to me. <laughs> um, I have one more question. Um, what are some scriptures that have helped you in your journey from
2: atheism to Christianity? Um, well, I don't really know if it would be from atheism to Christianity, just because, like I said, it's not something that I gradually came into. I mean, it was a very instantaneous awakening that I had. Um, because it wasn't also just that realization, but like I I literally changed. Um, there were things that I just had no desire to do anymore. There were things that I was struggling with in the past that just kind of fell off of my life. And so that's when I knew like something has happened to me, you know, what is this? And Um, so, but, but I would say that some powerful scriptures that have changed my life because I did get caught up in religion for a little bit, having gone from being an atheist, not knowing anything to being a Christian, I thought, Oh, I need to go to church. So I went to the only church that I felt like I'd be accepted at. They had a lot of piercings and tattoos and they were uh, a lot of them came from like a punk rock scene. and So I felt safe there. and. I just got sucked in and um, I got sucked into the religion because I didn't feel like I was mature enough yet to read the Bible. So I just listened to everything that they told me. And then after time, like a year and a half of that, God made it very clear to me that that's not what he had for me. And it's not what he has for anyone. He wants us to read the word as a confirmation of what we already know to be true within ourselves. You know, the Bible is a tool. A lot of Christians worship it. Um, as if it is God itself. Um, but it's just a, an amazing confirmation tool when you read it with the eyes of Holy Spirit. So um, there were this one verse, everyone would go out on the streets and we would like yell this at people. <laughs> like I, I used to be one of those Christians that would go and stand on the streets holding the signs that are like, repent or perish, you know. Um, really? Yeah, Hell is real, Jesus saves. And I would tell people The scriptures out of Romans, the book of Romans, and a lot of people know it as the Romans road. And it's just a few different verses throughout the whole book of Romans and, uh, they're taken out of context, but I didn't realize that at the time I'm thinking, Oh, I'm saying scripture. So it's true. And so what was life changing for me was when I got to this one verse that says, um, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like, have you guys heard that one? Yeah. I've heard of that Mm -hmm. one. Right. Okay. Do you know what it says after that? I'm not going to summarize
3: I read it many times. Wow. I just I can't keep it in my brain. Okay.
2: So hear this. Okay. So it says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but now all have been made righteous through the man, Jesus Christ. And, uh, anyway, so that was revolutionary for me because that showed me that Jesus has actually redeemed everyone and then there's other verses after I saw that I saw there's so many more verses that talk about how God's not holding our sins against us anymore that even while we think we're enemies with God he actually has brought us back into reconciliation with him and that he loves us unconditionally and there's literally nothing separating us from the love of God other than our own mindsets and our own false perceptions of thinking that there's separation or that we're too dirty Um, so yeah that was a huge that was a huge one um and then one more is lean not on your own understanding but acknowledge god and he will direct your paths and he he'll, he'll lead you into all truth and um i leaned on that one since the first time i heard it as a new believer and i really feel like that had got, that's gotten me through so much it still does to this day because having been so um crammed full of religion so so fast it was really hard for me to like unlearn a lot of that stuff i'm still getting over some of the religious trauma that that i experienced but and like renewing my mind to the truth of god's love and grace and he just keeps confirming it more and more
3: that's really good (laughs) (laughs) that's good um there's i have a few questions for you when you were on your um when when i met you on the TikTok when you're trying to tell your story mm-hmm. and for listeners right now what would you say to like a listener who's atheist or a Gnostic who may have similar perception of what you had before you were a Christian
2: um, I would say I, I think you know <laughs> I mean every time it's kind of different and I pray in my heart I'm just like Lord what do you want me to say to this person or what do you say about this person um, but probably something along the lines of letting them know that God doesn't want anything from you. And I'm sorry for all the hypocr- the hypocrisy that you've experienced in the church and with religion and the pain that it's caused. And whether it's ha- happened to you directly or indirectly, and you've just seen how it's affected other people around you or in the world, and I get it. Um, but to if they're serious about being open to having an encounter with God, because if they know that they're not crazy, then what can they lose? Right. Yeah. So just sit there with humility, just them alone, which really they're not alone, but you know, to sit there humbly and just say, okay, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding right now. Like I'm going to let go of any doubts, fears, preconceived ideas, any judgments. If, you know, and so if you're there, then like reveal yourself to me, you know? Um, and cause I, I don't wanna like try and convince anyone of anything, but I do wanna spread hope and, and the peace that Jesus isn't who everyone is taught that he is, and he doesn't want the things that a lot of people are taught um, that he wants from them. And um, yeah, but to just encourage them in that, because I firmly believe, And this hit me once when somebody asked me, like, when, how is it, I'm sorry, why is it when people find God, um, they always find God after they've had like a mental breakdown or they've had a psychotic breakdown or (laughs) things like that. And um, and I said, that doesn't always happen, but it does happen a lot. And I think it happens because when you get to that point, you've let go of holding on to anything that you know. You've come to the place of realizing, like, I know nothing. I've gotten myself in these horrible situations. I don't understand anything. And I'm just willing to admit that I don't know what I'm doing. And you just let these walls down. And so when we let down our walls and our guard, and we don't lean on our own understanding, the only thing that is still standing is God's love. And so we need that love because we've let go of everything else.
3: That's exactly exactly the reason. Because we're more our hearts are more open after bad things happen (laughs) we look for hope yeah um and during the TikTok, i don't the background it was saying um atheism satanist what does that mean because i I didn't Um, understand that as well
2: yeah a lot of people don't and i'm I'm debating on not even using it anymore because it causes so much confusion and and people get on there and they just say it that's not even a thing that's not even possible but it's actually a huge thing like being an atheistic satanist is a a really big movement right now because basically it's you don't there are satanists who worship satan they believe in satan they believe in the supernatural but then there's another form of satanism and this isn't an obscure thing anyone can google this and look it up and so um, there's another form of Satanism that is atheistic and they're atheists, but they just use Satan as a symbol of rebellion against societal constructs and religious constructs. And, uh, they try to like, a lot of them are activists to try and better humanity.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. I think I've, I have oh.
2: one as a niece. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <It> yeah. <laughs> wow yeah and i think a lot of them too are kind of they lean a little bit more to like the darker side of things like i did i i had i had a pentagram like etched into my wrist oh. and we had um oh. yeah, just <laughs> devils and and the baphomet like the half goat half human person oh my gosh i yeah so a lot of them are not even actually worshiping satan they just are atheists and they use it as a symbol so
3: I would I'd be weary of that because that's a gateway for, the, you know, that's a gateway in. Because in Han- oh, yeah, spiritual power is very strong. And even like the smallest thing of watching the hor- a horror movie can be a gateway in. So uh, I will just stay weary of that. That's why I probably never said I watch it. horror
0: that's- movies like religiously. I'm being serious when I say that like, all the time. <laughs> so don't say that. I'm not I trying say to say. I, I say I want to experience kind normal, but I definitely don't want like a demon running in my room or something. like yeah. I'm freaked okay. out.
2: Yeah. And I've, I've seen that before. And, uh, that's me and my, my first husband that accidentally killed himself. Um, we used to do cinema makeup and like makeup artistry. And our plan was when we got out of the military, we were going to make horror movies like Rob Zombie and his wife, I think sharing her name, And so like, they were our idols and, uh, the house of a thousand corpses is like one of my favorite movies and the gorier they were, the more, the more I loved it. And, um, that was one of the things that changed in me after that encounter in the mountains. I came back home and I was going to watch a movie with my aunt and I did watch it, but the whole time I was watching it, I was so disturbed in my spirit. Like and to the point where when it was over, I stood up and I went to my room and I just was like, "What is this? Something has happened to me. Like I am I'm different."
3: I understand what you that mean. That was me after <laughs> watching that night. <laughs> yeah I couldn't I didn't that's even watch whole, that movie I was
0: so freaked out the, I can't watch
3: paranormal horror movies anymore I just don't do that I yeah. used to be a big Especially fan when, when I was younger
0: when they're like based off true
2: events
3: Only yeah. when they, the biggest thing about it is when they have upside down crosses that's oh. a big no yeah. for me yeah also, which
2: I did that a lot I have I have some pictures on my tiktok of me where I have upside down crosses on my forehead
3: wow so you've changed a lot <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um yes. that kind of answers a couple questions I had about like did you ever practice satanic rituals or
2: I had tried. I mean, I never was willing to do like sacrificing or anything. Um but I had some friends who supposedly they had had some encounters with um Satan and they claimed to be the they claimed to have the souls of vampires like reincarnated into their body
3: i'm not gonna lie that sounds kind of cool though <laughs> No, I'm it's sorry. not what they think it is it's no it's <laughs> actually demons but i mean yeah
0: like but that's still kind
2: of cool like a vampire i mean I you know i mean the concept maybe which is probably so the thing is when you're drawn to more of those types of things like horror and the supernatural in horror it's because we're created like we are spirit beings And we're created to bring light into darkness. And even though a lot of those horror movies are like really creepy, most of the time they do end up like some of them, they end up with like light overturning darkness or like you know somebody being set free from the demon and stuff. And so I think part of that is because it's in us to like want to bring a part of that into our reality, but we don't know how. Like so many Christians, they don't know how to walk in the supernatural. So like for me, I I could watch a movie with like demons and stuff, and it's not going to scare me because I know how to handle them. I've been trained in how to cast out demons and stuff, and I've seen it happen. I've been tormented myself and been like free, and I, I know how to operate in that way. But like an axe murderer movie or someone where they go totally psychotic and... They want to break into my house or something, you know. Those things kind of I get more, a little bit more afraid really? of sometimes. I love that. Yeah, so I'm like, this is a huge dude. <laughs> what am I going to do to keep protect myself from a huge dude, you know? Versus like a demon manifesting itself in my room. Yeah, I'm more
3: scared of the demon because I can't.
2: I yeah, can't I'm just more scared of the demon.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see him. Am I
3: not going to be able to see him? Is Is he going to knock? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> hayden you experienced that stuff, so i've i've countered them and i never want to counter them again so yeah the baby culture is
2: way more exposed to like witchcraft and the supernatural
3: yeah um another one was the other question i had is what exactly does it mean to be a satanist to just does it mean just a follower of satan basically
2: well um like i said there's two there's two types so there's the kinds that they do worship satan they they know that god is real they know that jesus is real but they are deceived. I mean, they wouldn't say they're deceived, but they're deceived into thinking that they are helping spread like ultimate freedom and like uh, people just being able to do whatever they want and experience whatever they want. And I don't know. And some of them walk in the supernatural, like doing witchcraft and that kind of stuff. And then there's the Satanism that. They're just a Satanist because they use the symbol of Satan on you know their clothing and they, they use it as an idol basically yeah. to say, Hey, we don't need Jesus. We don't need religion to be good people. And I think that's because that's the story of like what the devil did was like, I don't need you, God. I can go and be my own God. So they use yeah. him as a symbol, even though it's a religious symbol. The story I think is what draws them to it.
3: Yeah, I can see that um so this is my last question from the podcast but which is um now being where you are now could you ever see yourself going back or your heart
2: is set no i could never go back it's like i it's i'm married to this it's i could never be divorced from it it would be like if something happened to my husband and then people try to convince me that he's never real like my husband now Mm -hmm. um i mean or you know the husband that i had before so Or like trying to convince me that my kid isn't real. Like I've just seen too much and I've experienced too much. And like I said, it is a real relationship. It's hard to grasp because people are so used to seeing Christianity as another religion. Mm -hmm. And the God of the Bible in their eyes seems to be very hateful and non-relational.
3: That's why I have to, like when I talk to other people who don't, they read the Bible, but they're just reading it like a book. They're not understanding it. 'Cause the stories they read, I try to tell them there's a difference between a description of something in the Bible than a prescription. Just because God or the person who's writing it is describing what's happening at that time doesn't mean he's telling us to
2: do it, basically. Yeah, that's really good wisdom because like I said, when you when people worship the Bible, they'll take any scripture anywhere and think that it can apply to them. And, you know, sometimes it can, but or it can give us wisdom, but really we are new creations in christ like we're under a new covenant there's there's so much more grace now that we have access to because of holy spirit having been poured out because of jesus coming and then ascending and then his spirit coming to all humanity so many things have changed and so we have a whole new way of living made available to us
3: yeah okay well um before we continue uh we, so we discuss a lot of mental health on this podcast though we joke and play if you are anyone who has a serious mental illness please reach out i'm going to recommend a top therapist provider out here they're called Calmary. Um they have been recommended by vogue forbes health insiders everyday health very well Mind, and healthline they give you highly experienced therapists with a wide range of topics and issues Um, even regarding, like, what's current and rising in today's culture of gender dysphoria, They offer an affordable budget, so you can start your therapy sessions for just $50 a week. And if you use our code TUIP, you get an exclusive 40% off.
4: So on the podcast, we do a little tradition now, answering fan questions. And here are some of the questions that we got. Um, What is the kindest thing you've done or the kindest thing someone has done for you?
2: Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, it depends, really. Like, I guess a pretty kind thing would be I had... One time a friend gave me fifteen thousand dollars when I actually was being very judgmental towards her. Wow. Um, I thought I was more free and, you know, more holy than she was and she's still just struggling with so many things and I just thought that she had all these issues, but she she still like listened to God when she like he put it on her heart to give me this money that I really needed. And I hadn't told anyone that I needed it. And so that was probably one of the kindest things, um, because she definitely had every reason to not do that. Yeah. Um, and then me for someone else, I, I don't really know. It's that it feels a little awkward (laughs) to, to say that, like, I don't know for me to decide or judge that, but, um, I don't know, I, I've given away money to a lot of people. I've prayed for total strangers. I've gone out of my way to help people that I don't know. Like, I can't really think of a specific time, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's so just hard kind hard. of my life now. I mean, it's literally to the points where my husband is like really trying to get me to uh, slow down and <laughs> get my irons out of so many fires.
3: Um, I don't know. The kind of thing somebody I've ever done for me... I've yet, I don't know. I've experience that, I guess. The kind of thing I've done for somebody... I know. I drove... When I Yes, I do. When I went out of a grocery store, a lady needed a ride to her home, and I gave her a ride home. That's,
4: that's probably the nicest thing <laughs> I've done honestly not even know to be quite
0: real i want to be honest I feel the same way because now that like when you throw the question at us and I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think of something I can't just think of something off the top of my head but I mean every time I'm at a red light you know those the homeless people or I'm assuming that they're homeless they're asking for like spare change you know at the red light yeah. if I got change or something know, some extra cash I'll give it to them
4: So that's the nicest thing I've done. Or like holding doors for people. That's nice. nice. Yeah. Joseph. I just I don't know. You've probably done a lot, Blue, you just can't remember. (laughs) Not smacking a motherfucker for fucking just being dumb. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Um this actually wasn't the longest ago, maybe three, four months ago. Um and I was struggling, right? Um, got all these bills to pay and all this stuff. And I mean, it was bad. It got to the point where, you know, I owed money to the army. Um, I owed money to certain companies. And I had 200 bucks. I remember the 200 bucks. It was the beginning of the month. And I knew that was only going to last me for food maybe two days, it was the first week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just fucking I, I didn't want to tell anyone. Broke down one day. And Guad, uh, leave it from a second or two, and you know, came up and was like, you know, are you all right? So I just couldn't hold it anymore. I told him, and literally almost the entire company was, you know, trying to help me out as much as possible. I mean, that was the best thing in my life. I, because usually, and I'm from New York, right? I ever ask anybody for help, most of the times you're gonna get ignored. Yeah. So that was like, wow, you know,
4: damn, yeah, that's awesome um the next question was someone asked advice for the most polite fuck you to someone who has done you wrong <laughs> 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 honestly <laughs> you already know what i'm gonna say
2: <laughs> do you want to go first um i honestly i say bless you <laughs> 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 because some i mean i guess some people hate that right so they right. really
4: do people
0: generally get mad If like, you be like god bless you or even if they sneeze
3: and
0: you say bless you i don't believe God. That. Yeah. yeah i was like well, okay. i'm
4: gonna mean it
2: yeah like i've had people flip me off you know while i'm driving and i just Put my hand up, and I'm just like, Oh, I just bless you. <laughs> I just throw, like, a just I don't know, just something I'm a different him.
3: person when it comes Put to hand up.
2: good energy. <laughs> I just throw good energy out of them. That's
3: good. Um, I, I would say because my aunt told me this last night in dinner, she said, You turn the other cheek, you just laugh at them and be as <laughs> kind as you can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Laughter is really good, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, uh. I'm sure you understand this from your your, uh, military days, but I really have no nice way of saying F you. Um, (laughs) The nicest I've ever done, maybe, was some guy that was trying to make himself sound good at PT. And I just said, you did great. I apologize for outperforming you as the newest guy in the unit. That's probably probably the nicest I was. That's condescending. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was like, you know, you did a good job. I'm sorry I did better than you. So
2: you're just kind of setting them straight
1: yeah it's like you can do it that's crazy you failed it good job that's as nice or as if, you a don't,
2: if you don't want to bless anybody either you could just not say anything
1: most of the time i do but that guy was too much that day
3: yeah some days are different sometimes you're oh, yeah. wanting to be more petty than others oh, that is yeah. my middle fucking
4: name bro <laughs> <laughs> I well, you, so you, blue. I, you already know i'm not a nice person and i rephrase that I'm a very nice person if you come at me nice but if you come at me twisted for something so stupid I'm gonna look at you stupid and then I'm gonna come at you stupid <laughs> don't play me
0: <laughs> this girl sick. I know like I'm being honest I don't really care either like it's, I'm kind of the same way if um I can feel people's energy too like if people are like giving me weird vibes and weird energy and just I'm stay away from you um, as for an FU, I don't know, just I mean, FU too, I guess, but um, karma is real, what goes around comes around, and you will get what what, what goes to you. That's what I always say. That probably sounds bad, but that I
4: don't know. Saying, so.
3: No offense to the person who asked the question. I wish you gave more context. I mean, by saying it's a polite way, I probably a boss or something, or your friend, but. I know. I wish I had more context. Oh, if Amen. it's a
4: boss, just don't show up for work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, as I tell as I tell my bosses though, or I will say in front of my boss, and I've said it before, like, I chose to accept this position and chose to give you the hours throughout my day to come and work for you. So, I'm gonna respect you as long as you respect me.
3: That's fair. Yeah. No. Um, right. Before we before we end it, oh, you want to continue, Blue? Uh, uh,
4: no, I had one final question. Oh, oh, okay. There was one more question. Um, someone emailed us yesterday about being on the show and the steps they need to take to make that happen.
3: Email us again and just say I want to be on the show. Which stage works for you guys, and we will give you An email link for where you can sign up, calendar. Yeah, Absolutely. on the calendar. <laughs> yeah,
0: to that was all
3: the questions from our Or DM on Instagram. You can DM us on Instagram. Yeah, that too. Um, Audrey, where can people find more about you and your podcast?
2: Um, www.eatmedrinkmepodcast.net and I'm on TikTok uh, at Pod. Um, and I'm also on Facebook as Audrey Dutton. I don't mind putting it out there because I love to help people if I can. So whether it's coming out of, um, you know, unbelief or they just have questions or they don't want to have anything to do with religion, but they kind of want to know Jesus or they want to have supernatural experiences. I'm just here for that. I'm an open book and I don't have any, I don't judge people anymore. I know I said earlier, I was very judgmental, but um, but that's because I used to be, I'm not anymore. God really set me straight with that part of my podcast is because um god has spoken to me so much through the alice in wonderland uh story and so it's like we really are being invited to experience god to be better than we could ever imagine
3: yeah that's a good way to put it but uh, yeah yeah go ahead and listeners if you're listening go ahead and check her out she stated where you can find her and what she talks about and thank you for tuning in we are si- i am signing out Bye, <laughs> thanks so